to Little Yopi, the All Things Yosemite podcast. I'm Laura Jackson, a former interpretive guide who has lived and worked in the park since 2004, and I'm here to share features and stories of Yosemite and the Sierra Nevada that I have found compelling from my time there. In the previous episode of Little Yo Pod, the episode where I talk about when I punched a bear, I'm just going to let that go. I mentioned how employees were sometimes asked when we turned off Yosemite Falls. The first time I had this question, I was totally flummoxed by it. I don't even think I knew how to answer it at the time. I suppose I just told them we don't turn off waterfalls and then hoped they were capable of getting home safely. Because that question is so weird, it falls way beyond the spectrum of normal tourist queries. And it sort of became the Easter egg question I would hope to get every season. This week on Little Yo Pod, I'm going to honor a request that has been made of me several times to talk about the waterfalls of Yosemite. For this episode, I'm going to focus on Yosemite Falls, and I'm going to explain why the question of when we turn off Yosemite Falls is actually not so strange after all. Throughout the year, my department, the interpretive department, uh, had many, well, we, we used to have many different fun and educational programs for visitors to Yosemite. And I say we used to have them because we're not going to be running them in 2020, but hopefully in the future. But our programs included uh, nature walks. We hosted the 4th of July talent show. We had astronomy programs and night hikes. We had naturalist programs in the evenings in Curry Village on the flora and fauna and history of Yosemite. And then, of course, we also had the ever-popular Awani Hotel Tour. The Awani Hotel is a luxury hotel that was built in Yosemite Valley in the 1920s. It is a magnificent structure made of concrete and steel, and at the time it was considered an engineering marvel. One of the great features of the Awani Hotel is the tranquility one experiences from the inside. The interior of the Great Lounge was manipulated by acoustics experts who went to great lengths to ensure that any unpleasant or excessive sound was reduced as much as possible. They even used soundproof plaster on the walls. But try as they might, there was one sound that could not be quieted to their satisfaction. The sound of the waterfalls outside. I always get a laugh when I reveal this fact to guests on my hotel tour. They appear incredulous at the absurdity of it, and I don't blame them, but it's true. The sound of Yosemite Falls in particular is hard to ignore during peak runoff time, usually late spring and early summer. But I always say on my tour, and in general, if you don't like the sound of waterfalls, Yosemite Valley is probably not the best place for you. Now, that being said, I don't believe everyone should be in love with waterfalls. I myself, admittedly, don't find them quite as enamoring as some people. And one of my chief complaints is that people are expected to love the things that are obvious, like waterfalls and granite cliffs and rivers. And when one is not immediately taken with the prescribed lovable aspects of Yosemite Valley, people tend to think there's something wrong with them. So I actually get why some people would consider the sound of a raging waterfall to be unpleasant. At its peak, Yosemite Falls dumps an estimated 2,400 gallons of water per second into Yosemite Creek. 
it's actually kind of terrifying to think of the kind of damage that amount of water could do in another circumstance. But one thing is certain. Yosemite Falls is a commanding presence, and it does inspire a feeling in almost everyone who gets to experience it. That is, if you come during waterfall season. Insert the, when do you turn off the waterfall question here. A visitor to Yosemite may want to note that seeing Yosemite Falls with water coming off of it is not a guarantee, depending on the time of year that one plans their trip. Yosemite Falls is an ephemeral waterfall. It only runs at capacity for a short time during the year because it is fed exclusively by snowmelt. The source for the falls is a watershed of 50 square miles above Yosemite Valley that is made up of granite and sand, and it is south-facing, which means it receives a lot of sunlight. These are some of the key differences between Yosemite Falls and its neighbor Bridalville Fall, a year-round waterfall across the river on the south rim of Yosemite Valley. Bridalville Fall runs all year, and it runs high in the summer and low in the winter in part because it is also fed by snowmelt. But the water reaches the waterfall at a steady rate with more vegetation to work through. Bridalville Falls watershed is much smaller than Yosemite Falls, it's only about 60% of it, but it is made up of more meadow and forest soil. Also, the Bridalville Fall watershed is north-facing with less sunlight, it faces less evaporation, and the snow melts slowly. Yosemite Falls, on the other hand, lays low during the late dry autumn and cold winter months with barely a trickle to be seen. I have often had visitors ask me to point out Yosemite Falls to them during the off-season and watch their faces drop sadly as I direct them to an empty alcove on the north wall. No water? they ask. No water. For how long? Until next spring. It's almost like someone just came along and shut them off. Hey guys, I want to take a minute to tell you about the podcast hosting site Buzzsprout. Anyone who knows me knows that I am obsessed with podcasts and I've always wanted one of my own. But the thing that held me back for far too long was how to get started. It seemed really complicated and honestly, it kind of is. That's why I was excited to find the podcast hosting site Buzzsprout. The site is super user-friendly with step-by-step guides to getting your own podcast out of your digital files and into podcast land. Within a week of signing up, I had my first episode of Little Yo Pod up and running on all the major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. But that's not all. Buzzsprout also offers an attractive hosting site for your podcast, fast customer support, and tons of tutorials and advice on how to create great content and build your audience. There's really no better time to start a podcast, and Buzzsprout is here to help you every step of the way with plans starting as low as $12 a month. And right now, they're offering a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan by following the link in today's show notes. Join Little Yo Pod and over 100,000 other creators who made their podcasting dreams come true with Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout, make podcasting possible. And now, back to the show. I hate to pick on August because I have so many important people in my life who were born in August, so I love it for that reason. But I have come to dread that month. I put it right behind my least favorite month of the year, February, the month I was born in. I dislike August for the same reason I dislike February. They're both examples of something that has just gone too far. And February, it's winter. 
Winter does not need to carry on much after January, as far as I'm concerned. February is just plain torture. The only thing I have come to enjoy about February is my annual viewing of Groundhog Day, which I will not allow myself to watch any other time of the year. But even then, that's only the second day of the month, and there are going to be another 26 days, 27 on particularly cruel years, where it's going to be cold, it's going to be gray, and it's going to last you the rest of the month. But August. Oh, August. After 15 years in Yosemite, I can say with absolute certainty that if you want to avoid one month of the year, it's August. It's hot. It's so hot, sometimes pushing 100 degrees. It's still busy, as a lot of people try to squeeze in that last summer outing with the family before school starts. It's dusty. It probably hasn't rained for weeks at that point. Everything just seems to be covered in grime. The river is too low to carry any vessel more than a few yards at a time. In a lot of years, there are also fires somewhere nearby, so you're dealing with poor air quality and haze. Everyone seems to be fed up with it all as the accumulative effect of non-stop busyness day after day tests even the most patient of people. And to top it all off, Yosemite Falls is all dried up. All those folks seeing pictures in their Instagram feed and in the news of glorious Yosemite Falls and all of its splendor, cascading those thousands of gallons of water to the valley floor and spraying heat-stricken tourists with a cool misty breeze is nothing but a pencil-thin trickle of water by the time angry August sets in. August. Named for Augustus, the first emperor of the Roman Empire, who named August for himself to honor the time of year for many of his military triumphs. My guess is that his opponents were just too hot and too tired to fight back. It is the same sentiment of the Yosemite masses. By August, we are defeated. We put up a worthy fight and held our heads high for long enough. Because we know that if we just stop fighting, August will pass, and September will creep in with its cool evenings and fall colors. But one of the worst things about August is that Yosemite Falls is officially gone for the season. August marks the longest period between one waterfall season to the next. For those of us who have lived in the Sierra Nevada, this is a volatile time of year for us. Watching Yosemite Falls dry up is an indicator of what's happening in the places we can't see from the valley floor. It's telling us that the water is gone. It is a tense situation while we wait for cooler months to arrive. And these days, we're just never sure what the next season will bring. Water is the lifeblood of Yosemite and the Sierra Nevada, and without it, we are doomed to a fate far greater than the look of disappointment on the faces of visitors when they find out they missed their window of opportunity. I wish everyone could see Yosemite Falls running at full speed. There is something comforting about it, even if it is noisy. Water is life and energy, and its awesome power can only be realized witnessing it rushing from the top of a cliff, free-falling for thousands of feet before crashing into the massive boulders below. My attempt to sympathize with the disappointing reality of not having that experience is met with weak smiles when I tell my visitors they'll just have to come visit me in Yosemite in the spring. There is always a great excuse to come back to Yosemite. I know that won't happen for most of them, because like Yosemite Falls, their time in that place is also ephemeral, short-lived, far too short. If I had one thing I wish I could give every visitor to the park, it would be the different feelings I get with every passing season in Yosemite, because there's something so special to each one. 
Late summer marks the end of a busy time, but it also marks the start of the slow healing that takes place as the park starts to quiet down and rest. Autumn means warm days and cool evenings, deer on misty meadow mornings, squirrels burying acorns, autumn light, and big leaf maple color explosions. Winter means frigid, sharp air, frozen lakes and streams, pink sunsets, quiet snowfall on moonlit nights, shadows cast across valley walls, and more stars in the sky than you can ever imagine. Spring means warmer days, green meadows, birds and frogs singing days into night, flowers blooming, bees buzzing, bats flitting overhead, mama bears and tiny cubs. Snow turns to rain, the river starts flowing more swiftly, and one day you step outside, and just like that, the stillness of yesterday has given way to the triumphant return of Yosemite Falls. And for a moment, everything feels like it's going to be all right. of Lilio Pod. If you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a future episode of Lilio Pod. If you'd like to contact me with any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me at lilyopod at gmail.com. Same email, lilyopod at gmail.com. And you can like the Little Yo Pod Facebook page for updates as well as photos and other resources for Little Yo Pod and Yosemite National Park. This week's fun fact... Yosemite Falls is actually three waterfalls, upper, middle, and lower falls. Accumulatively, they make the tallest waterfall in North America and the fifth tallest in the world. The height of Yosemite Falls is 2,425 feet from top to bottom, easily remembered through the numeric mnemonic 2425. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of Little Yo Pod. I'm Laura Jackson. Thanks so much for listening and have a beautiful day.